These, these, this story here in the book of Genesis, it tells the story of Jacob and Esau. I said last week, probably the most famous twins in all of history. Esau was the oldest. He was entitled to receive the birthright. The birthright meant that after his father died, that he would inherit his father's legacy, his father's authority, and most of his father's possessions. So it's very important this birthright was extremely important for all these things. Esau was also Isaac's favorite son. He was the oldest. Esau was so, or Isaac was so proud of Esau, okay? Now, I don't know about you. Anyone here feel like you're, you, you are your parents' favorite child? Okay? <laughs> you think about that, okay? Esau was Isaac's favorite. The Bible even says he was his favorite, okay? I want you to imagine Isaac talking to his friends about his sons. And Isaac says this, man, I've got a son named Esau. He is an outdoorsman. He is a mighty hunter. He'll, he would probably be a great warrior. He is going to lead this family. And uh, he's just an amazing young man. You want to see him? He is a man's man. And then the friend asks, don't you have another son? He goes, another, oh yeah, I do. I've got another son. I've got another one named uh, Jacob. Jacob. But I just don't know about that boy. There's something a little bit different about him. He likes to stay home. He seems to be a mama's boy, okay? And uh, I think he's learned to cook. But I just don't know. But did I tell you about Esau? He is going to lead this family to great heights. And he is going to lead this family to great exploits. Isaac truly loved Esau. He was the heir to the birthright. But there was a problem with Esau, okay? Because Esau was not all in. He was only partially committed, okay? He didn't even understand this concept of the birthright. Even though he was entitled to it, he didn't really get it. He was not fully committed to doing the will of his father. Why? Because he was so consumed with his own ideas, with his own thoughts, and with his own interests, and with his own lifestyle. He considered the birthright as being kind of insignificant. It was unworthy of his time. It was unworthy of his attention. And so he just kind of overlooked it. He pushed it into the, to the back of his mind. But Jacob... Though he was the younger son, he was a dreamer. Even though he was the youngest, he saw the importance of leading his family. I believe that from the beginning, he might have been the youngest, but from the beginning, Jacob was all in. God is looking for a man or woman that is all in today. God is looking for a man or woman that's fully committed, not just partially in, not halfway in. In fact, the Bible says this, he'd rather be hot or cold because if we're lukewarm in the book of Revelation, he says he'll spew us out of his mouth. He wants us to be all in today, fully committed to Jesus Christ, not to a man, not to a ministry, not to some entity, but rather fully committed to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That's what being all in. And I believe that Jacob was all in. One day Esau comes in from hunting. I told you about this last week. He was hungry. Jacob was preparing a, a, a pot of stew. Jacob told Esau, Jacob said, Esau said, I'm so hungry. 
Jacob said, I'll make you a deal. I will give you a bowl of stew for your birthright. And in his hunger, Esau was not thinking. He was not, he was not imagining what his choice would, would mean for his future. He sold his birthright to Jacob fully and completely. He swore to it. He vowed it. I think the verse is Genesis chapter 25, verse 33. He vowed to give the birthright. He sold the birthright completely and wholly and fully to Jacob. He gave up his future for a temporary blessing. He gave up his future for temporary satisfaction. And here's what happened. God chose to use Jacob because he was all in. And God is looking for someone who's all in today. You might be younger. You might be someone that everyone overlooks. You might be someone that everyone says, you'll never amount to anything. You'll never do anything. Many years ago, when I was 22 years old, I had surgery, Chris. And when I was in the hospital, here I'm a young preacher, okay? I'm a young wannabe preacher. I, I would... Uh, I would read my Bible in my, my hospital room, and you know what, they, they gave me the title, that little preacher in room 206. That little preacher's down there in room 206 reading his Bible. I didn't want to be the little preacher. I wanted to be the mighty man of God, okay? <laughs> Everyone overlooked me, okay? Said so that guy never amounted to anything. Everyone overlooked Jacob, said he'll never amount to anything. He'll never do anything. But God knows who is all in. God knows who is fully committed to him. And God is looking for a man, a woman, a boy, a girl, a teenager, a young adult. God is looking for someone that's all in, that is willing to lead their family to do the will of God, that is, that is willing to lead. You know, one of these days we're, we're just passing through and someone else is going to take this church over. And God is looking for someone to... to, to Forge ahead into the future and do great things for the kingdom of God. The first thing I want to talk to you about today is this. You've got to nourish your future. You've got to nourish, your, you've got to care for your future. You've got to guard your future. You've got to prepare for your future. Don't trade your future for a temporary fix. Okay? Now, I know this message goes out online to a lot of different people. A lot of folks hear it. But this week, I got a message from someone, and here's what the message says. It goes right along with this sermon all in. It said this, please pray for me because every time my life becomes this beautiful, I do something to mess it up. I'm so happy, but my cravings are getting worse, and I'm even dreaming of doing drugs on a daily basis. I can't lose everything again It'll destroy me. Just pray for me because I don't know what else to do. You say, who was it? I'm not going to tell you, tell you who it was, but you pray for them. And you get a hold of God for them because they need someone to call out their name. They need someone to pray in the Holy Ghost for them. They need someone, and I've been praying for them, and I've been burdening my heart. But you see, the devil will try to use our cravings to destroy us. That's exactly what the, de that's exactly what, what the devil did with Esau. He used Esau's cravings to steal his future, to steal his birthright, to steal his blessing today. And we've got to guard our life, and we've got to nourish our future and be fully committed to a life with Jesus Christ. And that means being all in, guarding every action and, and making a conscious choice with every single 
thing that we do. Don't let your cravings control you like Ethan, like, like, Ethan, like Esau did. <laughs> Ethan, maybe you need to hear that today. I don't know. Maybe God's trying to shake you up or stir you up. Don't trade your future for temporary satisfaction. The devil said, hey, just do it. Just indulge yourself. No one's looking. No one will ever know about it. A little bit never hurt anybody. Just go ahead. It'll be all right. You can pray through later. It'll be all right. You deserve to be happy. You see, every person, every one of us, in this place today, in this building, those that are watching online, we all deal with cravings. You say, not me, Pastor Bob. I'm just, you know, I, I'm just a holy person. I'm a righteous person. I'm just, I'm just all that in a bag of chips. I just, I'm just all in for God, okay? We, we, listen, let's be honest, okay? Let's be honest. It, it could be a craving for alcohol, drugs. It could be a craving for gossip, it could be a craving to, to tell lies. It would be, be a craving for greed. It could be a craving for something. Be a, it could be a crater, cra craving for, for fame and notoriety and popularity, okay? We all deal with some kind of a craving in our life. Don't allow your cravings to destroy your future. But we've got to position ourselves in the things of God. We've got to nourish our future, We've got to take authority in the name of Jesus Christ over those cravings today because the opportunity, I've, I've, I've ministered and dealt to, with a lot of addicts, and I said, listen, here's the deal. That opportunity is always going to be there. You have to know it. The opportunity is going to be there. There'll be, that, there'll be that person on the street corner. There'll be that store that you can walk in and just get whatever you need. It'll always be there. There'll be that individual that's always willing to give it to you, okay? That, that opportunity, we got to take control of our cravings and give them over to the Lord or, whether, or, or, or rather they will destroy our future and everything that God wants to give. we got to nourish our future. How do we do it? In prayer, in faith in the word of God, in being faithful over little things, being faithful over medium-sized things, being faithful over everything in our life because our future is shaped every single day. And that's what Esau did. He gave in to his cravings and he sold his birthright thinking in his mind that somehow it could be undone, that somehow the decision would be forgotten. He sold his birthright failing to realize that that decision would change the destiny of his family. You've got to nourish your future. You've got to nourish it. If you're a parent, and we have a lot of parents here today, if you're a parent, the choices that you are making right now will shape the destiny of your children. It will shape the, the, the future of your children. We've got to be conscious of the things that they do. We've got to be conscious of the things that we say. We've got to be conscious of the actions that we, that we do and that we model toward our children today. Because our future is determined by the steps that we choose every single day. The reason that my family is serving the Lord today you know why? You say, Pastor Bob, it's just because you're a nice guy, okay? 
Pastor Bob, it's just that you kind of decided. No, it's because of my mom. She's sitting right over here. It's because of the course that my mother set for our family. And I want you to understand this, that my mom, that if we were conscious, we went to the house of God. We were in church. Unless we were deathly ill, we were in the house of God when the doors were open. And my mom, she set the court. She was a single parent raising three children on her own at a very difficult time when there weren't a lot of single parents back in those, that time and that, that age that we, we lived in, that, that point in history. But she took us to the house of God. My mom did not come home and bash the pastor. She did not talk about the church. She did not talk about the Sunday school teacher. She did not talk about the church member. She did not ridicule and condemn the sinner. She loved people. She cared for people. She helped. She blessed. And she set the course. She charted the course for my destiny. You know, she didn't choose God for me. I chose him for myself. Because when I was a young, Josh, when I was a young guy, I, I can remember being a, being in the restroom of our church, it was downstairs. We had, uh, we had an old building. Old, old building had the restrooms down in the basement of the church. And uh, concrete, it was like a concrete bomb shelter for the basement. I'd be down there looking in the mirror, and I thought, man, as soon as I get old enough, I'm going to get as far away from this place as I possibly can. I don't want anything to do with God. I don't want to do anything with anything to do with church. I want to get out of this. I don't even like this. But when I got a little bit older, God began to deal with me. God began to speak to me on a personal level. And the, the course that my, that my mother charted and the course that my mother set made all the difference in the world. You've got to nourish your future. How do I do it? In prayer, in faith, in the word of God, in faithfulness over the smallest of things. Esau traded his future to satisfy his hunger. The Bible says one day... When Isaac was old and turning blind, he called for his son Esau, his older son, and said, my son, yes, father, Esau replied. He, he brought his son in, Esau, because he was going to give him the birthright. Point number two, every act has consequences. You got to nourish your, your future. And secondly, every single action has consequences. The years passed in the life of Jacob and Esau, and Isaac the father of Jacob and Esau felt it was time that he was just getting ready to pass away. He called in for Esau, and he told Esau, he said, I'm about to pass away. He said, I might die today, tomorrow, next week. I don't know, so it's time for me to give, give you the birthright. Here's what I want you to do. He said, I want you to go out into the woods. I want you to hunt a wild animal, a deer or whatever, and he said, I want you to bring that wild, wild game back, and I want you to prepare my favorite meal with herbs for me. And Isaac told Esau, he said, after I eat the meal, I'm going to bless you with the birthright. Every act has got con consequences. I want you to understand today, we, are, we can be saved and forgiven. The old things are passed away, but every act has consequences, okay? There are things that we do, there are choices that we make that can never be undone. The Lord can forgive us, Okay? But there are things that we just can't undo. We, we want to undo them, but we can't undo them. A friend of mine used to always say it like this. He said, you just can't unscramble an egg. It's impossible to unscramble an egg. But the Lord loves us. He takes us just like we are, but there's consequences with every 
single act today. Esau had made a decision to sell his birthright. No matter how much he tried, that decision could not be reversed because his action had a consequence. And the consequence was he lost the birthright. He had sold his birthright to his younger brother, but he still wanted, he finally got to the point and said, you know what? He woke up one day, Esau woke up one day, he said, listen, I'm the oldest, I'm entitled to the, my father's legacy, my father's authority, and most of my father's possessions. That sounds like a pretty good deal to me. I want them. But he had already chosen to sell those things to his younger brother. He wanted the title, he wanted the prestige, he wanted the possessions, but he didn't want the responsibility. Yeah, there's a lot of people like that. We want the good stuff, but we don't want the responsibility that goes with it. We don't want the work that goes with it. I believe God had been preparing Jacob all along through the road, through the process. God had been getting him ready. Right now, some of you is going through some stuff, and you don't understand why you're going through it. You're fully committed to God. You're all in. You feel, like you, you, you feel like God is working in your heart, but all hell is breaking loose. Anyone right there? Anyone there right now? All hell's breaking loose against your soul. You know what? God is getting you ready. God is preparing you. God is allowing you to go through some stuff. He's not necessarily bringing the disaster on you, but he's allowing you to go through the mess to get you ready. And God was getting Jacob ready. Jacob didn't even understand it. I'm not going to be able to get into it this week. Jacob didn't even understand the responsibility that birthright was going to bring upon him. Esau, he wanted the good stuff, but he didn't want the responsibility. Jacob wanted the good stuff, but then he wanted the responsibility. He understood the importance of leading his family. You've got to understand the importance of the role that God has given to you. Some of us want to do something fantastic. We want to do something great. We want to make a name for ourselves. The greatest thing you can do is to lead your family and to set your course for God. That's the greatest thing you can do. The greatest thing in the world isn't to become the, the, the CEO of IBM or Wang or Starbucks or whatever. Wang used to be a company a long time ago. It just sounded cool. That's why I said it, Okay. The greatest role God has given you as a mother, a father, as a husband, or a wife is to lead your family and to set the course and to chart the course and to nourish the future for your family and to pour in your family and to understand this. Everything you do has consequences. Everything you say has consequences. And we have got to guard our life every single day. You see, Esau wanted the possessions. He wanted the prestige of the birthright. Esau wanted everyone to, everyone to say, hey, look at me. It's easy to fall in that trap of possessions and prestige. But we've got to be willing to pay the price of responsibility. And responsibility means this. I am all in. I am committed. Okay? Now, someone might be watching this online, and they might get mad at me, Okay? We had some people that quit the church when we moved into a brand new building. You know why? Because they didn't want to give a dime to, to support it. Wow, can you believe Pastor Bob just said that? Are we all in? Are we fully committed to the things of God today? 
Are we all in? Where are we at today? But yet many people, they want the prestige, they want the title, they want everyone to say, look at me, but it's easy to fall into the trap today. But I want to be all in. I want to be responsible to do what I, I must do. I want to be responsible to carry the gospel message. I want to be responsible to tell other people the good news of Jesus Christ. I want to be responsible to share my testimony. When we go to the grocery store, if we get a chance, or we go to our job and we get a chance, or we go to our school and we get an opportunity, that we share the good news with someone. That's responsibility. And I want to do that for God today. You see, people want all kinds of titles and possessions, but they don't want the responsibility that comes with it today. Jacob said, yeah, I want the title, I want the legacy, I want the authority, I want the possessions, but I also I want the responsibility. You see, God decides who he gives the responsibility to. And as I told you last week, if, if, if we refuse to be used of God, God will find someone else to use. God will work through someone else. God will call someone else to a mission field or, or whatever the case may be. I, and once again, I'm, not, I'm saying that very few people are called to be pastors or missionaries, but some people are. But today, to be all in, to be all in, to be all in. Jacob, God knew that Jacob was ready. Jacob understood the price that he would have to pay for the birthright. Jacob would eventually have to abandon his home and his family to gain the birthright. Did you know that? He'd have to leave everything. In Matthew chapter 4, after Jesus had fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, the devil tempted Jesus with possessions and prestige. And here's what Jesus did. He rebuked the devil because he realized his responsibility was to fulfill the will of God the Father. we got to understand that. My responsibility is to do God's will. My responsibility is to lead my family. My responsibility is to, to share my story of God's goodness wherever I go when the Holy Spirit gives me an opportunity. The third truth and the final truth I want to talk to you about today is this. God elevates. God elevates. A lot of us say, when's my time coming? That's another part of this series. When's my time coming? When's my day When's my breakthrough? There's some of you thinking about that right now in your life. When is my time? I'm so faithful to God. I, when's my breakthrough coming? God elevates in just the right time. God elevates. Promotion and advancement don't come from man. They come from God because God elevates. God will elevate whoever he chooses. And God, can, God will find a Jacob to elevate. God will find a Jacob that everyone else has discounted, everyone else has written off, everyone else has overlooked, everyone else has said that guy never amounts to anything. God is the one that elevates. God, God will open doors for you if you will, you will get all in for the Lord and fully commit yourself to the Lord. I can't guarantee it will be exactly the door you want. <laughs> Because God works in mysterious ways, his wonders to perform. And God's ways are higher than my, my ways. And his wisdom is greater than my wisdom. But I'll tell you this, God will elevate you and God will open a door for you 
that no man can close. And when you get there, you'll say, okay, God, yeah, all right, this is it. This is your will. This is your plan for my life, and I want to be faithful. God elevates. God elevates. God elevates the worthless. God elevates the undeserving. God elevates, get this today, God elevates the unforgivable, the unlovable, the people we don't even like. God elevates. You know why? Because he sees their heart and he says they're all in and they're fully committed. And everyone else said they totally overlooked them, but God elevates. God elevates. There's some of you here today, there's some, some of you guys watching online, and God put something in your heart a long time ago. You say, well, God called me to do such and such a long time ago, and when is that going to come to pass? Listen, be faithful to God, and in just the right time, God will elevate you. God is doing a work on the inside of you. God is getting you ready. God is developing your character. God doesn't always elevate the oldest or the richest or the most likely, but God elevates the man or the woman whose heart is like his. Rebecca overheard the conversation. Rebecca, the mother of these two boys, she overheard what Isaac told Esau, and she told Jacob, she said, hey, Jacob, your dad is getting ready to pass that birthright to Esau. Now, you know, I read this story, and it makes me wonder. Rebecca must have already known about the deal that Jacob had cut with Esau. Rebecca must have already known that Esau had already sold that birthright to Jacob. And so Rebecca told Jacob, he, she said, listen, Jacob, she said, go out there and get me a couple goats and get them ready, dress them, bring them in here, and I'll, I'm going to prepare a meal. So she prepared that meal. While Esau was out hunting, they're taking a couple goats and they're cooking them up. And Esau's out there hunting. He's looking for a deer, and they've already got a couple goats, and she cooks them up and gets them all ready. She says, Jacob, take this food into your father. Jacob goes, Dad, Dad's, Dad's going to know it's not Esau, because I don't, Esau has got hair all over him. She said, well, here, take these skins and put them on your arms. And here, put on Esau's clothes. They smell like the great outdoors. He took that meal in there. His dad's blind, takes that meal in there. He said, hey, Dad, I'm back. Who is it? Jacob, it's Esau. Well, you don't sound like Esau. You sound like Jacob. Come here. Come here, son. Comes over there. He's blind, reaches out, touches his arm. Well, your arms feel like Esau's. You're really hairy. Come a little closer. He gets the smell of him. Oh, yeah. That's Esau. You smell like Esau, too. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. And then, Genesis chapter 27, verse 18. So Jacob took the food to his father. My father, he said, yes, son. Isaac answered, who are you, Esau or Jacob? And Jacob replied, it's Esau, your firstborn son. I've done as you told me. Here's the wild game. Now sit up and eat it so you can give me your blessing. And that's exactly what he did. He ate it. He brought the meal, he ate it, and then after he got done, Isaac blessed Jacob with the birthright. 
God elevates and advances men and women that we overlook. God elevates and overlooks people or elevates people that we often don't even like, but he is God. God elevates the man or woman that is all in today. A little bit later, Esau comes home. He gets home. He brings in the wild game. He prepares the wild game for his father. He brings the meal into Isaac. Dad, I'm here with the food. He said, what are you talking about? It's me, Isaac, or me, Esau. He said, I'm here with the meal. His dad goes, what? Yeah, I'm back. I'm back. Then his dad realized he'd been deceived by Jacob. And he said, son, I've already given the blessing, and it cannot be reversed. Your younger son has the blessing. The Bible says it here in Genesis chapter 27, verse 37. Isaac told Esau, he said, I have made Jacob your master. I have declared that all my brothers will be his servants, and I've guaranteed, it, guaranteed him an abundance of grain and wine. What is left for you for me to give to you, son. And here's what Esau did. He vowed to kill Jacob. So Jacob's mother told Esau to flee, to flee to a faraway land. And that's exactly what Jacob did. He ran for his life today. God is seeking. We're going to continue this series. I've got more, more to download onto you. God is looking for a man or a woman that is all in. God is looking for someone that has been nourishing their soul, that has been nourishing their future in prayer, in the word of God, in faithfulness. God is looking for that man or woman. God is looking for someone that is fully committed, that realizes that everything that we do matters. Every word that we say matters. Every consequence has or every action has consequences and everything matters. God is looking for a man or a woman to set the course for their family, to set a godly course for their family. God is looking for that individual today. I want to be that person that's used of God. I pray that there are other people today that want to be used of God, that want God to do something great in their life, that say this, matters. My life matters to my children. My life matters to my spouse. My life matters to my loved ones. It matters to my friends. My life matters to people that don't even care for me. My life matters because whatever I do, I want to honor Jesus Christ in everything. That's the most important thing of all, to honor Jesus Christ. And then in the right time, when I've done those things, God is going to elevate me. God is going to elevate you to the place and the position he wants you to have. Hey, this is a continual process. This is a continual journey that we're on, okay? We're learning every day. We're growing every day. It's not like, uh, you know, we get to a place and that's it. We know everything. We've learned everything. If, if you study in a particular field, you can, you can gain a bachelor's degree, you can go on and gain a master's degree, you can go on and you can gain a PhD, and it's like you get to the point, you just kind of know everything, okay? 
it's not really that way with the Lord. We're always learning. We're always growing. We're always becoming. I'm still growing. I'm still learning. I'm still becoming. God is teaching me brand new lessons every day, okay? And I, I want to be like a sponge who's soaking up the things of God and the knowledge of God and the glory of God. Why? So that I can honor Jesus in my life. I pray that that, that, that is your goal too. I pray that that is your highest aspiration too because God wants to use you in a great way. God has is, God is, his hand on your life today and God is working. God is moving in your life. Whether you realize it or not, he's, he's speaking to you. He's dealing with you. God cares for you this morning. He really does. Let's close. Stand with us today. We're going to sing. We're going to spend a few, a, a few moments praising the Lord. We're going to in this online portion with this prayer when we've concluded. If you don't know Christ, your personal Savior, I challenge you to, to, I invite you to come. I don't challenge you. I invite you to come. Christ, your Savior today. We're saved by grace. It's a free gift of God. We're saved by admitting we're a sinner. We're saved because we believe that Christ died and he rose from the grave and we confess our sins. It's, it's, it's that simple. And committing our life to the Lord. Maybe you want to Pray for a friend today. We'll pray for them. Or maybe you need healing in your body. We'll pray for you today. But let's close with this prayer this morning, and then we're going to sing and we're going to praise God. Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord, today. Thank you, God, for this story in your word about Jacob and Esau. And God, you, you're showing us the importance of the birthright. You're showing us the importance of being fully committed and fully surrendered to you and fully surrendered to your will. Dear God, we, we know, we sense in our heart that there's something more that we can be doing. We sense that there's a higher level. We sense that there's a higher calling than just getting up every morning and, and going through the motions of life and then falling into our bed and, at night and then getting up the next day and doing it all over again and repeating the cycle again and again and again and again. There's something more to share the good news, to share Jesus, to share the gospel. Help us, I pray. Teach us your ways. God, we love you today. We give you all praise, God. Right now, you know what we're struggling with. You know the questions that we've got in our mind, the questions that we've been struggling with, dear God, and, 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 and issues, God, in our life and difficulties and circumstances that we're going through. And we just don't understand why. But God, help us to realize that you are with us and that you will empower us and give us